0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 155. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Acts with chapter 18. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we get back into Acts 18, again we go to a place that is familiar to readers of the New Testament, Corinth, to which two different letters will be written the 1st and 2nd Corinthians. And I want to pause here for a second and talk about Corinth because we don't get a historical overview from this particular text. Corinth is a city that was on a narrow isthmus between the northern part of Greece and the Peloponnese, or the southern part of Greece. Nowadays, there is a canal that cuts through that isthmus, so you don't have to sail all the way around Greece. In the time of Paul, you needed to either sail all the way around, which was treacherous because sailing was still something that we were learning how to do, or you could park your boat at one end of the isthmus and then have slaves carry the goods across that little passage of land to another boat which was waiting on the other side. And so because of that Corinth was a city with some very wealthy merchants and a lot of slaves to do this dirty work and that affects some of what we learn about the church that is established there so acts 18 after this paul left athens and went to corinth there he met a Jew named aquila a native of pontus who had come recently from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all of the Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade the Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. But when the Jews opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am clear of my responsibility. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. So in this section, Paul meets... Priscilla and Aquila, as they're normally listed, her first rather than him, because it's believed that she was probably from a prominent Roman family. And they have just been kicked out of Rome because Claudius at one point kicks out all the Jews from Rome. And so he meets them and he gets a chance to work with them, and they become important workers in Paul's ministry or Paul in their ministry. They work together a fair amount. And then also he's rejoined by Silas and Timothy at this point, because he's apparently in Corinth for a long enough period of time. And so he does as he usually does. He meets with the synagogue until he has basically culled from the synagogue all who will become Christians, and then he goes off on his own. So it continues at verse 7. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titius Justus, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue ruler, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard him believed and were baptized. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision, Do not be afraid, keep on speaking, do not be silent, for I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed for a year and a half teaching them the word of God. When Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him into court. This man, they charged, is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to the Jews, If you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanor or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names and your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be a judge of such things. So he had them ejected from the court. Then they all turned on Sosthenes, the synagogue ruler, and beat him in front of the court. But Gallio showed no concern whatsoever. And so unlike at Philippi and at Thessalonica and then later at Berea, Paul isn't forced out of town. And he's not forced out of town. A couple different things go on. One is God says, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to make sure that you can keep on speaking here. There are many people still that God wants to reach in this city. Two is there is someone who is a proconsul here who is Gallio who understands this is an internal religious struggle and he is not concerned about it. He doesn't even listen to the complaint against Paul and doesn't even call for Paul to make a defense because at this time, Christianity is officially Jewish and the Jewish religion is officially allowed. It isn't until later on that there's a problem between the Roman authorities and the Christians. This is still under the time with Claudius, and Claudius does have some problems with the Jews. And there will be problems with the Jews because there will be at least three different Jewish rebellions, the first of which will cause the destruction of the temple. But even after that, there are at least two other major Jewish rebellions. But at this time, that hasn't happened yet. And so Paul can stay in this city and teach for some time, for a year and a half. Continuing, Paul stayed in Corinth for some time, then he left the brothers and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Chancrea because of a vow he had taken. He arrived at Ephesus, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to spend more time with them, he declined. But as he left, he promised, I will come back if it is God's will. Then he sailed from Ephesus. When he landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church and then went down to Antioch. And so Paul now has completed his second missionary journey, and he did not spend very much time in Ephesus. Ephesus is a very major city, and it will be a major center for Paul's ministry also, but not until his third missionary journey. So he comes back to Antioch, where he was sent out from, and meets with the people and lets them know how things are going. Then it continues. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul sent out from there and tra- traveled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor, and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him into their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. On arriving, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted the Jews in public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. So we get Paul, who started to travel around to strengthen the churches that he has established or that have been established already in Galatian Frigia. That's now in what is now Turkey. And then we get this little side story about Apollos. And Apollos is someone that in the letter to the Corinthians, there's some debate because people say, well, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos. And Paul says, were you baptized in the name of Apollos? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? No, we're both teachers, but you are baptized in the name of Jesus. And so Paulus becomes a very major influence on the church in Corinth, but some get a little confused that there are two important teachers in their history. But that's okay, Paul says. It's not about us. We are simply pointing the way to Christ. And again, Apollos is helped in his faith by Priscilla and Aquila, who seem to have a real deep understanding of the scriptures and a deep understanding that they pass along to Apollos. And so he goes back to Achaia. Achaia is that northern part of Greece where Corinth is. And with that, I think we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. It will be a shorter episode because this is a shorter chapter and not as much to talk about. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to host at com or leave a comment on this episode at dot com. As always, thanks so much for listening. dot com.